Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey, IDP Army. Ever think about making your own podcast? Let me tell you about Anchor. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. And you can make some money with your podcast, too, with no minimum listenership. It's got everything that you need to make a podcast all in one place. So what are you waiting for, IDP Army? Download the free Anchor app and go to anchor.fm to get started today. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Dynasty Tailgate Podcast, a part of the IDP Army Podcast Network. Um, we're here to let you know of any college athlete that is going to be a prospect in next year's draft and potentially 2023. I like touching on them as well. Um, we're going to let you know because the thing of it is we're getting to the point where you need to know what you're going to do with your picks next season. You need to know if your 2022 first-round draft picks are worth anything and they kind of are um i think you know if this is your first time tuning in i appreciate you giving us a chance giving me a chance we're just going to go over all players that could go in the first round of your rookie mock draft we'll probably go over every player that will go in your rookie mock draft at some point um, but we just, you know, we like to get people prepared here on this podcast. We like you to know going in what you're going to be able to do. So we're going to start with a recap and then we're going to kind of dabble in some of the mock drafts I've been seeing, the actual mock drafts, not the uh, rookie fantasy mock drafts. And then we'll kind of go from there and see if maybe we can try to dissect where players are going to go to each respective team. So. We'll start from the top from last week. Desmond Ritter continues to look like he may sneak his way into the first round. Uh, quarterback at Cincinnati. Uh, if this is your first time tuning in, I have covered many times so far that I think he has been very underwhelming thus far. But I, I see the upside. There's there's a gamer aspect to him that I think that there you know you can't really put that in a stat box you can't really put that in the uh, game log but he wills his team to victory and i don't think that could be understated i really don't because you know in the nfl there is you know you need the arm talent you need the legs you need you know but there's a there's something about just getting your team to win that means something i don't know what that means for fantasy though because I don't really project him to have very much success. This is a weak quarterback class, but we'll get to a couple more real quick. There's a few that I'm excited about, but I'm not sold on. So last Thursday, Pitt and UNC played, um, which was Sam Howell versus Kenny Pickett. That's currently, I believe it's QB2 versus QB3. No, QB3 versus QB4. Um, Kenny Pickett. I, there's something there with this guy. He He's not a good runner, but he throws a really good ball. 
And I think that cannot be understated that, you know, he, he's, he's good for that one thing. So he went 25 for 43, 346 yards, three touchdowns, and one interception against North Carolina. Now North Carolina has a historically bad defense this season, so seeing those kind of numbers does not really shock me against them. Um, opposite him, Sam Howell, 22 for 33, 296 yards, two touchdowns, and also had a pick himself. He also had 17 carries for 28 yards and a touchdown. So that's actually been kind of what we've been covering for him this season is his ability to rush because that's kind of been where he's kind of buttered his bread as far as like where we think he could go in the next level. So I'm kind of excited to see that. Um, another good game for Josh Downs, by the way, who's a 2023 wide receiver, eight catches, 95 yards, no touchdowns, but I, you can tell he's his number one. I'm interested to see what he looks like without Sam Howell, but with Sam Howell, he is doing perfectly fine. Um, Alabama teed off against New Mexico State. I'm not really sure what, you know, you can't really take much from box scores or games like these because, like, you know, Jameson Williams, who we project maybe sneaks his way into the first round. I've seen a lot of people not have him in their mock drafts going in the first round. You are kidding yourself if there's not going to be an Alabama wide receiver sneak their way into this. We all thought it was going to be Mechie, uh, John Mechie third, who's also draft eligible this year. It's not. It's Jamison Williams. Let's not kid ourselves. He had six receptions, 158 yards, and three touchdowns against New Mexico State. He's the number one option for Bryce Young. They clearly have a good connection. However... I've seen a lot of mock drafts not have him in the first round, and I'm not really sure why. I think he's better than Chris Olave, who we'll get to in a second, and he's found his way in the first round of mock drafts. So I'm not really sure what we're not seeing with Jameson Williams that we are seeing with Olave. Despite Olave having a better past, he probably should have been drafted last year, and he would have been a first-round wide receiver. This year I think he's played like shit, and I think he's been exposed a little bit, but, you know. We'll see what happens. Um, I think that that could be a historic bust, but we'll see. <clears throat> so Michigan State versus Penn State was actually a pretty solid game. And Penn State was winning <clears throat> pretty much the entire game until uh, Michigan won at the very end. Um, as far as who we, we were highlighting in this game, uh, it's coming in the form of Jahan Dotson. He had nine catches for 61 yards. Michigan has a pretty stout defense, so I'm not really that all that surprised that he was, you know, he wasn't having a tough time, but, you know, he was just having a time. Um, but on the other side, Michigan has Aiden Hutchinson, had seven total tackles, three sacks, and three tackles for loss. So I like I like Aiden Hutchinson. I've seen him comped to Kayvon Thibodeau already. Um, I think it was like it was either CBS mock draft or one of the others. Um, they all have him up at number two, potentially three, the third pick in the draft. I don't, I don't think he's quite on that level. He is really good, and he's a very good defensive end that you know you need to edge rush. He's been pretty good this season, um, but I just, I don't know. There's something missing. He, he has 22 tackles, uh, nine sacks, two forced fumbles. Those are pretty good numbers. I just, I don't know. I, I, I just. I still need to see more. He's 6'6", 260, no problem with the size. That's that's not the issue at all. Um, but I don't know. Just need to see a little bit more, you know? I just It's not that I'm underwhelmed. I'm just 
you know, something off about them. Um, next game that was on the slate that I was paying attention to was Auburn versus Mississippi State. Um, we're kind of looking for Tank Bigsby in this game, but he didn't really show up. He's not eligible this year. He'll be eligible next year. But it's just a good name to know, a good name to remember just, you know, for the future. Oh, let's get on to, oh, yeah, well, Oklahoma versus Baylor. This was a sad affair. I'm kind of off on all Oklahoma players right now, and it's not just the offense. It's also the defense. So Perion Winfrey and um, Nick Benito are supposed to be, you know, a couple guys coming out in this draft that you really believed in that you thought that could be. Uh, Nick Benito had two tackles, one solo, and one and a half tackles for loss. And Perion Winfrey had the exact same stats. Two tackles, one solo, one and a half tackles for loss. Mm, it's it's not great. I, I don't know if they're, you know, Oklahoma deploys a unit, so it's kind of tough to say that, you know, it's hard to highlight one player because they don't really use that player the entire game. They kind of share snaps among all the players. I don't know if that's a good strategy. It doesn't it doesn't appear to be working. Pass rush looks like mad slow versus like Baylor, for example. Baylor just out-muscled Oklahoma. Like, that's all it was. You know, you could tell them, you know, you could tell they needed to hit the weight room a little bit more. Maybe we need to stop complaining about our number eight ranking being undefeated and spend a little bit more time lifting weights. I never thought I'd be that kind of fan in my entire life. But watching, there for one example, there was in the fourth quarter when Oklahoma still had all the chance to get back into this game. Uh, they had a third and I think it was like 14 and they just ran and the pile got pushed over the first down marker. And it's just, they weren't strong enough to compete with Baylor. And it's like, you're Oklahoma. How do you, how are y'all weak? How, how is this happening? Um, but I'm, I'm off. And then the offensive side, Caleb Williams looked absolutely awful. He looked like a freshman. I mean, kind of how you'd expect a freshman to look. Um, he did not look prepared for the game, but OU is a hold in look prepared for that game so you know i've said i'm an oklahoma fan on this podcast so i just wanted to give my true thoughts on that game because it was not pretty and i don't want anybody to think that i'm just gonna let them skate by because that was absolutely pathetic moving on though uh south alabama played appalachian state i only wanted to highlight our boy jalen tolbert from south alabama Uh, the thing is and he got invited to the senior bowl which i'm very excited about i'm glad he's gonna get a chance in that game to show what he can do but I think this guy is a sleeper of all sleepers in this draft. He's very good uh, with with the South Alabama talent that they have. Um, I think he, he, you know, he could be one of those guys that you're like, "Whoa, where the hell did this guy come from?" Oh, South Alabama Jaguar? Like, what the fuck? No, this guy sixty five catches on the season, eleven hundred yards, six touchdowns. The kids played solid. I don't want anybody to sleep on this guy. I, he's probably going to end up in the fifth round because he goes to South Alabama, maybe sixth. I think his talent is better than that, though, and I think that he should be able to have a chance to get up there with, you know, some of the other guys that get get the same same looks. Okay, moving on to Georgia. So last week we kind of touched on the Adam Anderson information. He'll no longer be drafted. So in his place, Nicobe Dean took over. And he did exactly what he needed to do. 11 tackles, total tackles, five solo, one sack, two tackles for loss, and one pass defense. Kobe Dean is an animal. An animal. 
He's really good at football, guys. He's he's my linebacker one. He is undersized. I understand why people say that. He's six foot, 220 pounds. He does not have the height of a typical linebacker. And maybe that'll expose itself at the next level. I don't know. But he's really athletic. I don't think that you can find a way to not have him on a field if you have a chance. Georgia has the best defense in the country, and he's the best player on that defense, in my opinion. There, there's a couple other people I'll get to here in a sec. Um, and Lewis Seen, I think he'll be a good, solid uh, safety at the next level. 6-1. He had eight total tackles, three, three solo, and two passes defense. He's solid. I, I don't want to – I don't want him to – you know, I don't think he'll be drafted in rookie drafts, maybe at the very end because safeties are kind of mm, as it is. So I don't want you know to lose sight of that fact because I think Kyle Hamilton's still the only player in this draft worth it. But I don't want to lose sight of the fact that Lewisine's good too. So I don't you know it's not I don't want anybody coming out of nowhere. Right, here's the thing we're you know and we'll get to the like more of these fifth round sixth round guys later because I don't want you know to not highlight them as well. But Lewisine, good good kid. Um, and then Jared Davis, two tackles, one solo. It wasn't really a special game for him against Tennessee, but he's going to be drafted high, and I don't think there's any you know reason to not think that. So uh, a couple more games to get into. Ohio State played Purdue. Everybody kind of thought this was Ohio State's um, chance to lose, but it it wasn't close from the start. And I, you know, we'll just get to Ohio State first. Um, because they have the trio of wide receivers. So Jackson Smith and Jigba, nine receptions, 139 yards, and one touchdown. I'll just say it. The kid's going to go – he's going to go pretty high in next year's draft. He's a 2023 uh, draft prospect, and he'll go He'll go pretty high. I have no doubt in my mind. He's really good. Um, Garrett Wilson, 10 catches, 126 yards, three touchdowns, best receiver in this draft. Do not kid yourself. Six foot, 188 uh, pounds. I get it. That's small. Guess who else was small? Devontae Smith. Guess what? He's doing pretty fucking solid at the next level, so let's not sleep on him. Um, and then Chris Olave, nine catches, 85 yards, and one touchdown. He's the third best player on this team, and if you think that is a first-round wide receiver to you, given he is playing with two um, absolute studs on the team, I get that. However... If you are going to tell me that Chris Olave can't, you know, have a couple of these games where he's the best receiver, I'm confused by that. Um, Garrett Wilson also, just to throw it out there, had one carry for 51 yards and a touchdown. Garrett Wilson, kid's good. No doubt in my mind. You are, that is a can't miss. You know, I'm going to, I don't, I don't have one of these on the podcast, but I need like a stamp for like a bam, not miss, can't miss talent. So, don't doubt yourself. He's good. Um, opposite of them, um, we also wanted to highlight David Bell, 11 catches, 103 yards. He's going to find his way in the first round. Every mock I've read so far, he is not in the first round. He will be in the first round, no doubt. There, There's going to be somebody take a chance on him. Uh, 6'2", 200 pounds. I could, see him, I could see him working his way up. He's got 75 receptions, 1,100 yards, and five touchdowns. Kid's been solid. I don't want to... You know, denigrate him because he is good. Uh, George Karloftis also in this game, three uh, solo tackles, one tackle for loss. 
not the best for Carl Loftus, but Ohio State's good. They're good wide or good offense. So I don't really put that on him that he was unable to get past that. So I don't know. Just wanted to keep that in mind. Okay, a couple more games. Sorry, I need to get through this faster because we have more to get to. Kenneth Walker, 30 carries, 143 yards, and two touchdowns versus Maryland. It was solid. Solid game. He's a good he's a good running back and he deserves to be up there. So I hope that <clears throat> he'll find his way in the first round, I'm sure, of your rookie mock. Uh Brees Hall for Iowa State, 18 carries, 51 yards, and two touchdowns. Uh, also had three catches for 25 yards and one touchdown. Solid performance. Brees Hall, another surefire first round in your rookie mock draft. Let's not kid ourselves. So Texas AM versus Mississippi also happened. Um, Jaron Ely for Mississippi, 24 carries, 152 yards. That is a name we need to remember, guys. That's that's what I'm saying here. Fourth round, probably, or maybe third. Uh, he's a good running back. He's missed most of his season with an injury, but he's back and he looks sharp. So I definitely think Ole Miss, had they had him from the beginning, I think they would have been a much better team. Um, Isaiah Spiller on the other side, Texas A&M rusher, 15 carries, 41 yards. Also had three catches for seven yards. Not a solid game from him, not going to lie. But it is what it is. It is what it is for him. Um, oh, and then Matt Corral, of course, our golden boy. 24 for 37, 247, one touchdown. It wasn't an amazing game from him, but Texas A&M's got a good team, so I'm not going to fault him for that because what else can you do? Um, Notre Dame real quick. Uh, Kyron Williams, 14 carries, 70 yards and a touchdown, um, as well as two catches for 15 yards. It wasn't great, but it's fine. He's a pass catching back, and I don't want that to uh, go past our uh, understanding here because that's how we need to think of him. So I, I don't want. You know, I don't want people to overreact, but that's kind of how it is. Um, NC State, real quick. Zonovan Knight has lost touches, so I don't really think he's going to be a running back worth looking at, but he is going to be a late-round draft pick, and I do think that, you know, at least need to have him kind of in your head when you're in your draft. Um, Our boy Carson Strong, everybody's favorite. 34-48, 350 yards and three touchdowns. Here's the thing about Carson Strong. He is going to get drafted in the first round. It's going to be because these mock drafters are getting paid by someone to get him up there. I, that's a reckless speculation on my part. I understand. But I don't see what people see in him that makes him better than a couple of these other draft picks. Like a couple of these mocks had him above like Malik Willis, for example. And it's just like, man, what? What? There's way more upside with Malik Willis than there is with Carson Strong, but you know, here we are. I I don't know. Don't get it. Don't don't understand. Don't get it. And you know, that's it is what it is. Um, Kayvon Thibodeau also I wanted to get to Washington State versus Oregon real quick. Kayvon Thibodeau, six tackles, all were solo. Two sacks, two tackles for loss. Number one pick in the draft, everybody. Let's not kid ourselves. Um Okay, that's enough of what happened last week. Let's get on to this week. So it was announced that Bijan Robinson's going to sit out. Okay, he's out with an injury for the rest of the season. He's sitting out the rest of the season. This Texas team is awful. They lost to Kansas last week. That is 
hilarious. <laughs> Never gonna turn down a chance for them to 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 do that because that is just amazing. Um, Texas is kind of a dumpster fire, and they've wasted Bijan Robinson's career. And I can, I I can see a path to him maybe not playing next season. He's gonna do it. Let's. I I don't want to you know throw that out there. Kind of you know it's just speculation from my end. I don't think he's gonna play next season. I really don't. But you know, would I would I be surprised because the kid's way good. And how are you gonna like get end up getting hurt <laughs> because you're playing for this garbage Texas team? But oh well, that's next year. We'll get there in a second. He's 2023. We're worried about 2022. So. Let's hop right into some of the games we're looking forward to this week. Michigan State versus Ohio State. That's a big one. A big one, as they call them. Um, I think that this could be, you know, you got Smith and Jigba, who's 2023. You got Garrett Wilson. You got C.J. Stroud, who we need to start looking at for a potential draft pick uh, coming up. I don't think that's. I don't think he's available next year. I think it would be in 2024, but I'm not sure about that. However, Chris Olave is in this game. Uh, we got Kenneth Walker on the other side who needs to be paid attention to. This is going to be a banger. I, I cannot wait to see what happens here. Um, I think Ohio State can definitely win because they have the better offense, but Michigan State's scrappy. Um, so I, I, you know, don't want to count them out. They could definitely win. Um, Oklahoma plays Iowa State. Iowa State with Brees Hall, Charlie Kohler. Um, I, on the Oklahoma side, I would love to see what they care about this season. Um, they have five-star athletes on that offense, five stars, and they don't look like it. I can't, you know, can't really stress that enough. Um, Georgia plays Charleston Southern this weekend. Fun. Texas A&M plays Prairie View this weekend. Fun. Um, I love that the SEC does this. Kentucky plays. I'm just going to go through some of the what the uh, opponents are for SEC teams this weekend. Texas, like I said, Texas A&M Prairie Review. Georgia plays Charleston Southern. Mississippi State plays Tennessee State. Kentucky plays Mexico State. Like what? What are we doing here? Um, this, I, I hate that they do this. It, it's so stupid that they can schedule bad teams this late in the season. I know a lot of people do it at the beginning, so that kind of gets them off the hook, but doesn't make it any less dumb that some of these players are, you know, playing terrible talent. How do you even evaluate anybody against George or Charleston Southern? Whatever. Beside the point. Um, Alabama plays Arkansas. Traylon Burks plays Alabama. He did not fare well against Texas A&M. He did not fare well against Georgia, Alabama is a whole other animal. They can be torched. That is the one thing about Alabama is their defensive backs, other outside of Jordan Battle, are awful. And <laughs> they can be beaten badly. And Traylon Burks is the kind of guy that you would want doing that. Um, other side, Alabama, this should be an easy, easy one. Easy dub for them. So not much more to say there. Um Big game for Cincinnati this weekend. So they're undefeated, and they play SMU. SMU is not anybody to sleep on. Um, Tanner Mordecai has that team looking pretty good down there, and they have Grant Calcaterra uh, tied in. He's been really solid. They've just been having a really solid season. 
And Cincinnati's favored by 11 and a half, but I eh, don't know. Don't know. Don't know about that. Wouldn't wouldn't doubt if there's something that happens in that game. It's Cincinnati's really last real test um, before they get to the end of the season. Liberty plays Louisiana. This will be a good another good one for Malik Willis. He played Old Miss and looked terrible. So that was the last time we saw Malik Willis. I uh hmm. I don't know what to make of Malik Willis because when he plays when he played actual D1 talent, he looked awful. But does that mean that he's bad or does that mean that the talent around him at Liberty is bad? Hmm. Something to ponder. However, he should be able to overcome that. So I don't put that totally on uh, the talent around him. UCLA plays USC. We really thought this was going to be a big game going into the season. And sadly, it's not. So this will be a good one for Zach Charbonnet to really prove himself against uh, USC. Um, the other side of the ball with no Drake London, you're really only looking at Drake Jackson on defense there. That would be, you know, a good chance for him to show his stuff, but don't want to, don't want to sleep on, on that. Um, the rest of the slate. All right. Uh, South Alabama plays Tennessee, which if, you know, if you, as I said earlier, Jalen Tolbert, this will be a good one. Tennessee's defense is terrible they have no care in the world about defending so this will be a good chance for him um old miss plays vanderbilt matt corral should go off jerry and ely should go off and then oregon plays utah <clears throat> which this is actually something i am excited about because Kayvon thibodeau against that utah team utah team's a little frisky um they're seven and three they've had an okay game um not anything really you'd like to write home about but Something something to watch, something good. This is a good slate of games this weekend. So I'm not I'm not worried about watching anything good this weekend. I thought the SEC team scheduling all these garbage players or all these garbage teams was gonna affect my viewing experience, but it's not. It'll still be fun either way. So we'll end this with a little mock draft talk. I will kind of go through my favorite one that I've seen so far. And then we'll go from there. Actually, no, let's go to ridiculous. We'll we'll save the good ones for last. Let's go to a ridiculous one. So Pro Football Network, who already should get just thrown out. Joe Bro Broback put out this sad mock draft this weekend. So this is profootballnetwork.com. I do want to give him credit because if you do want to go laugh, you, you want a good comedy article, here you go. So it starts out pretty chalk. Kayvon Thibodeau, first overall. Uh, Evan Neal, the outstanding O-lineman from Alabama, number two. Um, number three, kind of a surprise, Kyle Hamilton to Notre Dame, or of Notre Dame to the Jets, who are currently third. He Kyle Hamilton's hurt right now, which, I, you know, when I gave the new, uh, new Notre Dame update, he's not in it because he's got a lower body injury. So I, I still think that he is solid in drafts and seeing, you know, I don't want to say this is a credible mock draft, but still seeing him up there is kind of entertaining. Um, but here's where it goes to shit. Number four overall, they have Chris Olave. Number four to the Jacksonville Jaguars. That would be an all time bad call. I'm talking all time bad call. When that Jaguar fan base 
looked back on this draft and they passed up Drake London. They passed up Garrett Wilson. They passed up David Bell. They passed up Traylon Burks for Chris Olave. They are going to be kicking themselves. That is horrible. Horrible. Um, and the, the reasoning does not make any sense. So in the article itself, you say, say a great route runner who can create a ton of separation. The one thing that Chris Olave has been unable to do this season, which has allowed Jackson Smith and Jigba and Garrett Wilson to pass him, is he doesn't create a lot of separation, and he's only an okay route runner. I do not understand this one bit. What are they watching? I'm, I almost am like, is, is that a mistake? Do they, are they talking about Garrett Wilson? Because Garrett Wilson is a surgical route runner and, cre- and creates a ton of separation. Are, is that who they're talking about? I, I'm so confused. Like it, it's like they just looked up a random person on the team and just picked one and put them in there. That is just puzzling to me. I'm sure Garrett Wilson's further down, so don't worry. Uh, five, they have Derek Stingley Jr. for LSU going to the Eagles. I don't, I don't disagree with this. Uh, Derek Stingley Jr. is not hurt, by the way. He is sitting out with an injury, but he is not hurt. <sighs> He was so good his freshman year, okay last season, not very good this season. I don't know what to make of him. I really don't. He is the best corner in this draft, but can you get a better talent later? I don't know. Uh, The Giants, they have the Giants going Kyer Elam from Florida. He's been pretty solid this year. Florida's defense has been just god-awful, so I I don't want to put that on him by any means, but it's, it's not been great. Uh, they have seven Jets taking Aiden Hutchinson from Michigan. This would be pretty good for the defense. I think they should bolster the offense a little bit more, in my opinion. I don't think the defense is the problem. Injuries are really stacked up against them, but if they wanted to go that route, I would not totally be against it. Uh, they have eight, the Giants going Matt Corral, Ole Miss. Uh, he might be an upgrade over Daniel Jones. He's definitely, well, I can't even say he's more mobile because he's not. He's Daniel Jones is perfectly mobile. It's really, I, I don't know. I don't know if the Jets or the Giants need a quarterback, but we'll see. We'll see. Um, they have nine Washington going Drake Jackson, edge rusher from USC. That's solid. That's really solid. Um, they've had a new, um, new head coach. He's, you know, he's not a box score guy, Drake Jackson, but he's good to have in there. I'm not sure his IDP situation, but he's not bad. Um, I'll go through a couple more. Um, they have George Karloftis going to the Miami Dolphins. Sam Howell going to the Vikings, which why the fuck would they do that? Sorry, pardon my French. And then they have the Broncos going Garrett Wilson, and that's another why the fuck would they do that? Doesn't make any fucking sense. Malik, they have the Eagles picking Malik Willis, who is literally the worst version of Jalen Hurts. That doesn't make any fucking sense. The Browns would take DeMarvin Leal, defensive tackle out of Texas A&M. That doesn't make any sense. They need offensive talent. Um, but th- this has just been the most laughable one to me. There's, you know, there's more picks in this draft. I'm not going to get to them because I'm out of time. But it's just the, the comedy that they have in there. Malik Willis going to the Eagles. How redundant would that be? <laughs> they literally have Jalen Hurts, who is the better version of Malik Willis on the team. Why would they fucking do that? I, I could see if they went like Kenny Pickett or something. Like at least that's a 
a pocket passer that you could rely on, but to to pick the exact same player that you already have on the roster is just puzzling to me. But that's all I got for this week. Watch some college football. Follow at the IDP Army on Twitter. Follow at the IDP Army on TikTok. Watch the YouTube. We'll be doing start sits on fantasy football every Sunday. Um, I should be in there. I'm not sure this week. We'll see. But Jordan will for sure be there. I think Josh might be stopping by from the Offensive Points podcast. Follow at Offensive Points as well. That's where you can hear me talk about college or fantasy football for every week. We do two shows a week, and it's been a lot of fun. So go watch college football. There's some exciting games on the slate. 11 a.m., 12 p.m. Eastern time, there will be the very good matchup of Ohio State versus Michigan State. That is going to be a playoff game it's essentially a playoff game already so go ahead watch some games have some fun i'll see you next week